Amazing. Okay, so welcome back to another day. What? Okay, what day is it in lockdown? I don't know what day is in lockdown, but it is a Wednesday. I think it depends where you are. I mean, some mm. people are coming out already. Mm. Okay, so yeah. some people are coming out. Um, mm -hmm. So, right, Wednesday, and we are talking about uh, where, what, what's been the focus this week? Well, the focus this week has been about building an expert business online. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you tune in to Monday, we go into this in a lot more detail, but essentially we're talking about the fact that you have an idea, a skill set, and essentially you're an expert within a specific niche area or topic. Now, once you identify that, which we very much dive deep into Monday and Tuesday, you can then start to attract an audience around this, build a following around this, and ultimately start to sell people a informational package product based on your expert knowledge. Now we've spoken about the funnel and how that how that comes into fruition. We spoke about the starting point last week and uh, last yesterday. Uh, it's so strange doing a daily show. Uh, we very much spoke about the best tools, techniques and tactics yesterday in which to get this message out there. One of the key things that we spoke about was video. So using the power of live video to start the process of building an audience. Now, today we're very much focused in on tribes. So let me grab this document, uh, not document, this, this diagram here, just to give you an idea. So we're working through the process of the baton system. Now the baton system is a business system where you put an idea, service, product through right through this part here, and then it goes through the process and ultimately makes you a profit. Now, Monday was all about business. Yesterday was all about attracting an audience to that business idea, service, product. In this instance, we're talking about an expert business, uh, selling your knowledge, your information as part of a package. Now, today, we're moving it on to the next stage, which is, okay, people listening to us, amazing. Now, how do we get them to go from listening to liking us, trusting us, knowing us a bit more? Uh, in order to maybe think about transacting with us. And when I mean transacting, it can be purchasing, it can be um, giving to your charity, it can be coming to see you speak live, depending on what your informational product is going to be around. We, we spoke about yesterday, focusing this item uh, specifically around the digital, uh, emphasizing the use of a digital product to start with. And we spoke about the benefits of that there. So that's a bit of a catch up. And today we're talking about tribe. So hi, Kyle, what, let's uh, dive into the topic of tribe. What does, what, what is a tribe? Sure. So we are using the term tribe, um, which obviously has a lot of meanings, but we're using it specifically based on the definition um, by a guy called Seth Godin. So Seth Godin is, he's an internet marketer. He's been around Probably longer than most internet, or than any internet market. I feel like he's he been longer standing. Yeah, yeah. He's so he was there back in the early two thousands when internet marketing was a new thing. Um, also, I think he was there during the big crash of two thousand and one, which was based on um, internet marketing and overpromising. He was there all the way through, so he, he's seen every side, the light and the dark of online business. And he's written a number of uh, really good books. I'm sure we've got a link somewhere that has all of them in there the ones we recommend but the one we're talking about in particular is is a uh, tribe or tri tribes no what's it called 
the book Godin is called Tribes. Tribes. Yeah, Seth Godin and it's just called Tribes. 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 Yeah. Tribes plural. There we go. <laughs> so we're we're borrowing his concept of a tribe from there. Um, and specifically, he gives the definition that a tribe is it's a group of people who are connected by an idea and a leader. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Previously, we were talking about audience, which was us as a leader talking to this group of people. There wasn't really any community there. It's just us broadcasting and saying, I know what I'm talking about. I'm teaching. I'm an educator. Um, here is the value. I'm going to give it to you. That's fine. And that's absolutely necessary to start this off. But what we're talking about today is bringing together this tribe, this community around us, um, based on the ideas that we've been putting out into the world and then getting people to interact with each other, to interact with us and deepening that level of connection, that level of trust, um, mm. and then moving mm. people on towards the offer stage. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Fantastic. And, and one of the things is, um, that comes up in discussion is like, how big does, what do you mean by tribe? How big does this need to be? And that's something that we often get. And we spoke about on Monday, the idea of identifying an audience size for about a million people. And if you followed us in the weeks, that's a nice, nice, uh, indicator to say there's a market size that exists that potentially you can uh, gain some customers from that the people are going to listen to you. And then you can start to introduce your idea, your business into that market space. So we spoke about a million, but what we're telling people is you don't need that million. Is that right? So we start with an audience of around a million. That's yeah, a this, this, this is to get clarity, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good rule of thumb for reaching out to the wide world. When nobody knows who you are, nobody knows what to do, um, going to about a million people is about right uh, because you can reach that number of people um, without spending too much money online. If you go for a billion people or a hundred million people, you need a budget. You need to, it requires cash to get to those people. At about a million, um, it's a lot more manageable. So we start with audience at a million. What we're talking about now is the tribe. So of those million people, most people aren't going to care about you or what you do. And I'm not saying this to be mean. It's just the truth. Um, mm, it's people have other things going. Yeah, yeah, people have other things going on in their life. Maybe your message is good for them, but they're not necessarily going to resonate with it at this time. Um, maybe they'll come back to you in a year's time. They'll be like, wow, how did I not, you know, jump on this earlier? This is fantastic for me. But right now, of those million people, not everyone's going to be interested. Not everybody's going to want to follow you. Not everybody's going to want to uh, take that journey with you. And that's fine. The internet and the world is a big, big, big place. And we do not need a million people um, or a hundred million people to make our online business work. Mm. Instead, when we're talking about the tribe, we're talking about Starting with that million people and winnowing it down, uh, filtering it down. So we have about a thousand. If we get a thousand people, um, then we're good. We're good to go. Yeah. So, so just a bit of a diagram, just to support what Carl's saying there, which is uh, at the audience stage, we, you know, we're just validating that there's about a million people and we're not talking to a billion here. We're not talking to 10 million. Um, we're starting with with the concept of, look, this is a new business. We, we're not going to throw hundreds of thousands of pounds at it in terms of marketing spend. There are companies that do that, but that's not the purpose of this week. So we've got a million. Then we work down and we filter into and say, off that million, I would like to have about a thousand people start to filter their way down and show a greater interest in what I'm talking about. And this is where they start to 
form our tribe. This is what we start to form our tribe. Now, the question, the other question is, okay, but a thousand people, is that enough? Can I, can I make a business of that? Can I make money of that? So how do we, how, how can you explain this to people? Sure. Um, so if we are thinking about selling those a thousand people one item, then maybe not. Maybe there is not a, a solid business for you to have here, but we are talking about a sales funnel. We're talking about a value ladder and a process that allows us to sell to the same people multiple um, multiple products, multiple services. So at that point, once we look at kind of the longer tail of those thousand people, it becomes a lot more profitable. So yes, if you're selling them a $1 ebook and you have a thousand people, that's a thousand dollars. That's limited. That's capped. We're not going to be talking about that though. We're going to be talking about continuing to provide value, continuing to sell services. We're talking more about what we're selling tomorrow in offer. Um, but right now, yeah, let's um, talk about that fact that with a thousand people, you can still build a very sustainable and a very profitable online business. Um, there's another article. So a guy called Kevin Kelly, he's not quite as famous as Seth Godin, um, but he's still an influential guy. He wrote a long time ago, he wrote um, an article called A Thousand True Fans. You can look it up. Um, and he is talking about exactly this, that the internet's a big place and there's a lot of people out there, but you do not need to, um, to, to, to capture the attention of a sizable chunk of the internet. You just need the tiniest, tiniest mm. percentage, a percentage of a percentage of a percentage, your niche, people who actually care and really care about what it is you're doing. So he talks about a thousand in particular. Um, if you have a thousand people, yes, if you're selling them a one dollar ebook, that's only a thousand pounds. That's fine. What if you get them on a subscription offer though, and it is let's say seven thousand pounds? Sorry, seven seven dollars per month or seven pounds per month for them to be on the subscription. For each of those people, seven dollars is not that much. Yeah. But if you have a thousand of them paying that consistently, then you've got seven thousand um, dollars per month coming in. And suddenly yeah. that's an income. That's a sizable income. It's a sizable um, income. But, it allows you to start to really hone this business that you're creating. Yeah. Uh, put some more weight behind it. Absolutely. But to each of those thousand people, it's not that much money. It's a small purchase for them, um, but that adds up for you. And if yeah. you took, I mean, you can take this logically up. If you take it to a uh, $30 a month offer, which is quite new for membership sites. Um, if you have those thousand people paying you that $30 a month, that's $30,000 a month. And then suddenly it's like, okay, okay, I only need a thousand people. That's good. That is very solid revenue. Yeah. So um, thirty, so a thousand becomes more realistic rather than, yeah. hey, I've got to get a million people paying seven pound a month to 30 pound a month. So the thousand mark looks, it, it makes it more realistic and it creates it more tangible uh, in terms of achieving this particular goal. And also just, just simply realistic. That's, that's where we want to get to. However, there is a warning here, which is, to even get to that thousand people requires some work. Um, because often it, you set out to think, okay, the thousand people is going to come easy. Well, actually, no, it requires work, which is, and the, that particular, w what you do within that work is what we've been talking about this week. Now, if you already have your eye or mind on a specific idea, pricing strategy, and based on what we've just said there, or you think, oh my God, I've, I'm really close to having an audience or a tribe size of a thousand and you want to know how to 
very quickly move through that process, then come and chat to us in the Slack group. That is in the description mm-hmm. below. And you could just let us know what you're thinking, what your pricing strategy is, because seven pound a month is great if you can scale like a Netflix and Amazon is great. But often we find uh, solo entrepreneurs uh, or freelancers or creative experts working around the 30 pound a mark region because they're a smaller outfit. They don't have the scale or the economy of scale, or they don't have the desire to have the economy of scale for Netflix or an Amazon. So uh, there's pros and cons to lots of different pricing strategies, but uh, the focus here is a thousand true fans. Um, that's a, that's a really nice way of summarizing it. Now, the next part um, that we want to move on to is, Kyle, you mentioned the concept of uh, the concept of a tribe being connected to you and following essentially you, the idea, the concept, mm-hmm. um, something which is almost like-minded. So let's just hone in on the idea here because if we just grab this example so you've got some context, Kyle mentioned where... In the, just in the previous section there is they're with a million people they're listening to your message but now when you're honing in on that thousand f- true fans you're getting them to hone in on the idea and you now there's a focus and a connection to the idea and you now let's just expand on that in terms of a concept because the tribe is really very, uh, audience is great i mean that's where you're going to have to create a bit of a content machine when it comes to the tribe, this is what really, really, really makes a difference because ultimately we've um, sifted away the people who maybe are curious. They might be people who are uh, vaguely interested or just scrolling through their newsfeed. But now within the tribe, we're, they're very much aligning with us uh, and what we're talking about, which is which is the focus around the idea. Mm-hmm. So again... We have to remember we are moving people towards the sale. Um, so yeah. we have that on business, audience, tribe, offer. It's going to be tomorrow, uh, network. We are moving people towards the sale because this is still a business. We are using our, um, expertise and our knowledge to educate people. Yes, absolutely. That's all about giving, but we are moving people towards the sale and that requires building trust. Mm. Um, without trust, we're not going to make that sale. And if we do have trust, that sale becomes really easy. Um, whatever we offer, uh, people will tend to lap up because we've built all of this goodwill and all of this trust over time. Um, this is the tribe is where what you're saying really needs to match up with what you're doing. You need mm-hmm. to have an extreme congru- uh, congruency and extreme consistency between um, what you're putting out there into the world, your educational content, and then how you are delivering um, to your tribe, um, how you interact with them on a day-to-day basis. So the message that we're putting out to audience is fine. Um, we're going to chime with that. But once they're starting to interact with you, it's not just a broadcast, but they're actually able to ask questions to interact with you. You really need to nail down um, how you are interacting, how you are um, showing up in the world, and because that's why they're in the tribe. And it's, if you suddenly diverge from that, people are going to leave. So yes, you might have people coming in from the audience that are excited and excited. They join your tribe. We'll talk about what that technically looks like in a moment, but they join your tribe, but then they get there and you're saying something else, you're doing something else. There's a mismatch of values. There's a mismatch of the mission um, and all that excitement, all of that goodwill that you've built up and um, it, it will just evaporate very quickly. So the idea 
that you base your tribe around is going to be so important. And you might not know what it is straight away. You might just think, okay, yeah, no, I want to educate people. Um, and I want to get that value out into the world. And then eventually I'm going to get paid for it. And that's fine to start off with. But as you start to shape that tribe and communicate with these thousand people, you need to start thinking about the core of that mission and those values. Um, I know it gets a bit fluffy at this point, um, but this is really, really, really important. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it is very important. And your tribe, their vibe, the way they interact with you will be a true reflection of what you are putting out there. So mm-hmm. if your tribe is just repelling you, that's a reflection of you. If the tribe is sticking to you and saying, okay, everything you're saying is in value alignment with the whole message consistently so far, then that's also a reflection on you. So whether you piss them off or whether they, whether you get them to love you, whether they like you, whether they're laughing their heads off or all the amazing stuff you're doing, whatever it is, is going to be a reflection of what you are putting out. So uh, one of the dangers or traps to fall into is to blame the audience, to blame the tribe and say, ah, this is not the right kind of people. They're not the people who are going to buy from me. Well, actually that's going to be a reflection on you. So just keep that in mind as we work through this process, because if we can get a consistent value alignment with the people that we're serving or that we hope to serve with our informational product, then we've got a perfect match here. That's that's the key. Now, the next thing we spoke about was uh, very much focusing on selling and the idea that, look, this is a, a business. Yes, it's great to share a positive message with amazing people, but ultimately we need to generate revenue for this. We've got to pay the bills. We've got to uh, feed ourselves all those just survival things, plus then flourish. Uh, and this is a great business to really flourish in, 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 the, in the sense that you're selling your knowledge or what value, your wisdom, all within an mm. amazing informational product, which is a great place to, great place to be and a great place to serve uh, people as well. It's a nice way to get paid as well. Very nice. If you are creating paid. something that's valuable and it's helping people and you're getting paid for that, that's, I mean, so much um, is coming together at that point. So you're getting paid for doing something you enjoy doing. You're getting paid to help people, well, yeah. which is wonderful. It's just a very healthy way um, to, to make a living. It is. And I'm just going to sketch this up again, which is the, uh, mm. the word baton. So if you're, if you're at home and you've got a notepad in front of you, just again, write the word baton across it. And I just want to remind you that what we don't... With our, what, our London accents are not helping us here. We drop our T's, so it's... Baton. Baton. We're, we're both like baton. If you write baton, baton. on baton. your paper, that'll be fantastic. Um, yes, if you can say your T's, unlike us. Um, um, so, so, the, so, absolutely. What we don't want to do uh, in terms of the sale is look, we don't want to jump from the idea. This is a concept we expanded on earlier in the week and start to sell to people immediately. What we don't have is the likeness, the trusting, the knowing us. Instead, what we want to do is focus in now on the tribe and almost go a value overload. Um, focus on the serving, what we just spoke about, the giving, the helping that particular community. The focus right now is not to, to take money, not to offer a sale. Um, this will happen naturally. So Carl, have you got any examples where maybe you've seen this happen naturally? Uh, and a, and some examples to look up to and say, okay, that's a great model to replicate rather than a direct sales mechanism. Now we've got nothing against direct sales, but it does require some cash up front. That's that's the, that's the flip side here. 
it's also less effective in what we are talking about right now, which is a business based on your expertise. The expert mm. funnel um, is very much based on trust and education and becoming an authority. Um, so I like saying it does work, it depends on the niche. It can work in this niche too, um, but it's not the way we're teaching right now. It's also expensive. Um, mm. In terms of examples, probably one of the best is Tim Ferriss. Um, so Tim Ferriss wrote the Four Hour Work Week, which yeah, it's probably sure. it's, it's there. Those two, those two books there. Oh, that's uh, Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentors, one. and this is other one somewhere else. Oh, Tribe. There we go. Um, if you're watching this, you probably you probably know who Tim Ferriss is anyway. Um, his first book was the Four Hour uh, Work, work Week. week. Yeah. Talks about talks about online business, passive income, setting up uh, businesses, which kind of work why you don't work um, which is obviously something that we are aligned with so he writes books uh, he makes a lot of money from his books he does very well from his books but the main thing from the day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis is a podcast um, and he's just putting out content all of the time um, he has great guests he's good podcasts his podcasts quite long aren't they um he, he's... I, remember correctly. I haven't listened for a while what's the question so he's got quite long podcasts, hasn't he? Yeah, so, so he does long-form podcasts, very similar to like our conversation. They're, they're, they're known as long-form, but what he'll do, he'll sit with somebody who's off value, somebody who's an expert within the industry, and just interview them. And yeah. during that interview, they could chat for 45 minutes, or it could be two, two and a half hours. Like that's mm-hmm. the length of the, like, length of the conversation. And it's one of the most downloaded podcasts uh, on the planet. So it's a fantastic podcast. Absolutely. yeah. yeah. So what he's doing there is is not purely out of the generosity of his heart. Yes, there'll be sponsors and stuff like that. There'll be a bit of money from sponsorships, ads, etc. But the big win there is you you're putting out just gigantic amounts of value. Um, people are listening to that value. They are sort of audience. They're joining this tribe, whether that's via the newsletter or other ways of communicating with him. Um, but what he's doing is providing he's giving he's giving he's giving he's giving and then when he does publish a new book he will talk about it on the podcast obviously he will talk about it on his newsletter he will sell millions millions and millions and millions of books because he's built up all of that goodwill over time so that's the big ask so instead of him um every single um uh, rather than splitting his time between okay here's something i'm giving you something now pay me for it instead he's giving 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 just overloading the value and then once a year or once every two years when his book comes out it's like oh, yeah by the way um this stuff is of interest to you i've got a book summarizing a lot of it uh, and if you've been listening to me for the last two years you're probably going to be aligned with what's in it yeah and then his book will be at the best selling uh the bestsellers list for you know six months yeah um, so uh, it's and t- a different way of doing business because it's not tied specifically to okay i've worked an hour you pay me for an hour Instead, just give, 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 and then, boom, a massive explosion of asking back from people. And yeah. that's the model we're going to be using with the tribe here. Fantastic. And if you put yourself in Tim Ferriss's shoes, you may be thinking, because, because look, I, I appreciate sometimes it can be quite literal, but if you put yourself in Tim Ferriss's shoes, having done and, and implemented the model that we're discussing this week, he could sell anything. It could be a book. Uh, it could be a public speaking event. It could be an online course literally what he, he could he could probably get a trainer uh sneaker deal and sell trainers whatever posters anything he wants to sell he can sell that's that's the position 
of authority and expert level he's uh, positioned himself in the marketplace. So that's where we need to understand this from, because you may still not have identified exactly what you want to sell. What's your perfect item mm. at this early stage? It's an informational product. So if Tim Ferriss said life hacking 101 as an informational product, that would sell like, like crazy. That would, if, if there, there's no limit on it because it's a digital product, but it would sell out if it was a physical product. That's how the level of um, expert we have. Now we don't, again, need to have a million plus download podcast. We just need to maybe have uh, one where a thousand true fans listen to it again and again and again, because now a percentage of those will purchase what we are selling in the offer stage. Uh, that's the key. Sure. So in the offer stage, not quite yet, but and we'll get there. And we can uh, scale this up into the same level as someone like Tim Ferriss. Obviously it's going to be dependent on charisma and other, um, it's going to require much higher skill levels. Um, yeah. but we are laying the foundations for that kind of build. Um, whereas a lot of people will try to jump straight to that kind of level, um, where by there's different ways to do it, but we are laying down the foundations of which are reasonable. We're going to go for this a thousand people within the tribe. And then yes, if you want to scale up from there, absolutely you can. Um, but let's start here. Yeah, absolutely. And just to finalize that point, scaling is the network part of the battle mm -hmm. model. So we don't miss that out. We just don't dive into it yet because we have to, we have to get this part done first, uh, which is sure. a part which there's no point in us going out and say, saying to you, Oh, Okay, just go and get a uh, a tribe of a million people, and then you'll be fine. First, we need to go step by step by step, and yeah. then we're going to loop around. Absolutely. So, so we've discussed the idea of the philosophy of a tribe. We've discussed mm -hmm. the foundational element: why, what, what is a tribe? Why we're building a tribe? How, what kind of numbers are associated with a tribe to get started, to get going? Of course, we can scale and get get large. We're, there's no cap on whatever you want to do, but we're, we're here to help you get started. So that's the philosophy. Now, uh, let's get practical with it and let's talk about mm -hmm. some practical ways. What does in today's world, online digital world, what does a tribe look like? Uh, what's the best way to create a tribe, collect a tribe, uh, communicate with a tribe? Lots of different questions will be flowing out from the listeners at home, no doubt. Um, but we want to shift from philosophy to practical. Um, any notes there before? before we actually get into some of the concepts and ideas that some will be, you will know, but we're also going to go pros and cons on some of the most obvious ones and maybe share some ones with you. You may not be aware of. Yeah. I think there are many, many different ways to move people from an audience um, into a tribe. We're going to be going through the different places where your tribe can live. Um, some of them are a bit more old fashioned. Some of them are newer. Um, where we have a particular preference we're going to talk about, but we want to talk about them all because otherwise we know we'll get questions like, oh, what about this? What about that? So we're going to go through them all quickly. Um, one caveat, one note, all of these can be useful, but we recognize you have limited time, you have limited energy. Um, so if you have to choose one thing to go with, it's easier to do that. And yes, you can bolt on the other, uh, the other methods later. So Absolutely. let's jump into the first one, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, so go for it. Yeah. So the first one, the classic here is an email newsletter. We've already mentioned this. I think classic, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, you've probably seen this. Whenever you go to certain blogs and websites, uh, there'll be a pop-up and it's like, Hey, 
Do you like this? So sign up and get this free gift and join our newsletter. Or it might just say join our newsletter. Um, this is very, very, this is digital marketing uh, 101. Mm. And it works. Basically, once you have somebody's email address, that gives you permission to deliver an email straight to their inbox with your content, um, with your sales message, with really whatever you want, um, because they have given you their email. If you were to send out spam emails without getting that consent, your email server would get shut down very quickly. But by getting somebody to come to your website and say, yes. I so want so to just, ex- just expand on that because that's mm. a, a concept uh, which, uh, which is reserved, but it's quite an important concept because somebody who's thinking about uh, starting an email marketing campaign or strategy may not be aware of that. That's a really important element until they've done about it. The about, about, uh, about the spam and then your server getting shut down. What's the difference between that oh. and what we are suggesting? So what we're doing here is, is something called permission marketing, another book by Seth Godin. Um, <laughs> so permission marketing is you need to get somebody's permission. And once they've given you permission, you can um, market to them. Hmm. With email delivery and email servers in particular, this is, um, this is actually part of how email is built. If you send too many unsolicited emails, so let's say you buy a list of email addresses, which you can do, I don't recommend it, but let's say you buy a list of email addresses and send out 10,000 emails, um, your email, the email address you're sending from and your email server will get slapped. It will just get shut down. Um, Google will stop accepting those emails, for example, and they will not be delivered. We're not talking about that. We're talking about getting people to your website and getting permission to send them emails um, and then sending the newsletters based on that. Yeah. And then what, when we say right now it's time to send them a newsletter or, or an email or a campaign, however you want to describe it, each one has its own nuance or broadcast, mm. um, many different names associated with it. But what we want the focus to be on is, again, and I'm going to anchor back to this constantly, is... We're not selling, we're not sending an email to sell them something. What we're doing is continuously reminding them of the value that we're providing or provide them value directly via the newsletter. Now, the news, the newsletter itself, uh, is a piece of art, a piece of work that requires to be done. Now, if you're going to craft a newsletter, that is a full time business uh, for some operations out there. Whereas if you are doing what we said yesterday, uh, here's what, here's one tip to get started with your, with your value newsletters is you're doing Facebook lives uh, or you're doing YouTube lives or whatever you've decided, whatever platform best suited you. Now that will, once you shoot live, you now have a recording which lives on your page or your group or uh, your feed, your YouTube channel, wherever it is. Now you can pull that link out and add a description to it. And some newsletters will allow you to embed this video in, but that's not recommended to start with. Just keep it very simple and say, hey guys, this week I produced a valuable or a insightful video on this specific topic. And that would be specific to your niche, whatever that is. It could be mastering downward jog. We, we, we need to move away from yoga. I need to move away from yoga related examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just seems to be a common thing floating around at the moment. But we can leverage this item, uh, this piece of value and share it with them in the inbox. Now, if they click it, great, text them to YouTube, Facebook, or wherever, but what we're doing instead of selling them is just re- reminding them or making our valuable content accessible to them. Now, that's very different to um, saying, 
hey, I've got a new informational product, uh, come and buy it. You should buy it 100%. Like it's a, it's a different challenge. If you look at Tim Ferriss, we spoke about him. We can keep that, that theme going. He's got an email newsletter called Five Bullet Friday. It's five bullets, which are links of useful things out there. Some of those links include his content, i.e. his podcast, i.e. a book he's reading, whatever it is, a book that he's currently selling. Uh, he may be an affiliate partner with somebody, whatever that is, that will feature on that list. So that's an example of a valuable email versus just selling hard. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but what's, so that's email, but it is classic. What about some, there's lots of pros with it. You know, you're interacting with somebody in their inbox, which is exciting, but there's also some cons. There's also some disadvantages now in the current climate. Sure. Um, well, I think just generally, this is a, this is the trend. I mean, how many emails did you receive today? Okay. Okay. Whilst you're, whilst you're talking about this, let me find out. Let let me, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll work that out. And this is the main issues that we, Every time we buy something online, every time we visit a blog and sign up for a newsletter, it just increases the volume of emails we're getting. Um, I don't know how many hominids it's got, but I've probably received a hundred, a couple of hundred today. I don't read most of them and that's going to be the same with you. Um, and what's happened because we, because we now receive so many emails, most of our email software, email programs will filter, they will pre-filter everything out. It used to be back in the days of AOL. Um, you used to get that logo, you know, that you've got mail. That was exciting. Now the good, the good old email no. days. Yeah. 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 Now, now you don't want more email. So Gmail actually filters them into different tabs. Now you have your which, inbox, which I was just looking at. Uh, I've got mm-hmm. about 30 just up till about midday. Um, mm-hmm. so I've got 30, which are all filtered into the tabs that which you're going to describe now. So, uh, which one into, um, so I've got, promotion. Pro- I've got promotion and social. So. The pro- I haven't even looked at my spam. That is normally hundreds. Well, yeah, that's total trash. So you have inbox. Inbox is where people will actually tend to read uh, emails and in the inbox. So if you can get into the inbox, great. But most newsletters and promotional kind of content will fall into the promotions tab um, or maybe into the social or the notifications tab. It depends on how your email is set up. Um, but there's already this pre-filtering, which means that if you are running a newsletter, more and more, it's not going to be going into the inbox, which means more and more, it's not going to be read and it's, it's not as effective as it used to be because mm-hmm. um, people just don't read as many emails anymore because there's too many out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the discussion here is not whether that's a good thing, bad thing. I mean, it's a terrible thing for marketers, um, especially if somebody has come to you and given you the permission to send them your valuable newsletter or article. Now, that's a tragedy of course it is for for you your business and marketers but we're just presenting the fact that that is the case right now we can mm-hmm. use lots of tools tactics and techniques to try get into people's inbox but they are exactly that how long will these tools work for and tactics work for until gmail changes it because i don't see them changing the promotion tab back to normal anytime soon um no if anything it will get more and more strict um, more and more strict because, and, because there's more and more information correct and what they're also wanting to do is rather than a business benefit from your inbox they want a business to pay them advertising so that they feature at the top of your inbox uh, it'd be uh, two or three just like google adwords works if you go into your gmail you'll see some promotional email messages now you'll really to get them best of somebody's inbox now you're gonna have to pay 
to sit at the top of their inbox. That's what they're they're transitioned into. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a tricky one. But okay, that being said, we spoke about the the great things and the and the strategies to actually implement, which is we prefer you go uh, value orientated. Um, and I did mention the fact that look, it's but it's it's more work for people. It's going to be a lot more work. A newsletter is a is a hard task in its own sense. But there's also another uh, disadvantage with it, which is it's a one-way communication. Yeah, yeah. So um, when we are moving into the tribe, we want, ideally, we want, yes, communication from us to tribe members. We also want tribe members to be able to communicate to us. This is when it starts to become a community and tribe members to be able to communicate with one another, which means it's not all about you mm. all the time, um, but it's community that's actually growing organically. Um, around the idea and yes around you but doesn't require you um, to to manage every single interaction with email that doesn't happen email is broadcasting it's me talking to you um, and that's it so i think that's a subtler but a really important difference is it's not a very good way to build community this is the the equivalent of me standing on a box and kind of yelling at people um a bit like Twitter, um, but at least Twitter has a bit more interaction. But it's yeah. it's me shouting at people and saying, "Hey, this is what's important." Yeah, like a newspaper. I'm not listening to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm not listening to hear what they say back to me. So I think this is a more important um, and subtler problem with email newsletters, apart from all the technical um, things about okay, nobody's actually reading them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that being said, uh, it mm -hmm. is a strategy that can work. That being said, uh, even after you you poo pooed emails. <laughs> you know, we just... people do still read it it does still work it's just um still works it's, it's... We're, we're not recommending it as the uh, strategy that's it yeah and we'll talk about the strategy that we suggest getting started with a bit later in the show um yeah, yeah. but look if you if you currently got an email strategy going on uh you're starting to see these challenges you come let us know about that in the slack group because it helps other people in the community somebody may be thinking email marketing is going to be the answer financially for their business but you're going to share with them some knowledge or data which says actually that's not the case um, i mean we've run some email campaigns third party working with some third parties and the results have been awful because of some of the disadvantages that we've already spoke about however after we've just uh, bashed emails the, they do work there are strategies that works marketers continue to get results from them you just got to be a bit smarter mm -hmm. now let's assume somebody does want a newsletter and would like to communicate with their tribe in that method um, because look, we use this within our businesses we communicate and provide information to our tribe uh, via a newsletter within some of the businesses that we operate so we're not against it we just want to make you aware of the good and the bad as well so if somebody wants a newsletter what's the best place for them to start sure the place it shouldn't start is a piece of software called infusionsoft it's now called keep k-e-a-p ah, is it um, okay yeah yeah, it has a really good affiliate program. So a lot of people will recommend it to, to businesses starting up because the person who recommends it gets paid a lot. Um, so Infusionsoft has historically been promoted um, a lot uh, by people like myself and Hans. I'm telling you not to use it because it's extremely expensive um, and it has too many features. It's very powerful. But if you are just wanting to get a newsletter and start it up, you do not need 80% of the features. Um, if you are a big e-commerce site with lots of uh, kind of customer segmentation and remarketing, et cetera, it's great. Right now you don't need, um, and it starts at $150 a month or something like that. So it's, it's too much. 
It's not cheap. Um, so don't stuff. use that. No, no, that's not. Um, so the kind of low, the free and low cost alternatives to startup purely just for newsletters, nice and simple, are MailChimp and Aweber. I personally prefer Aweber because it's a bit cleaner. Uh, but MailChimp is probably the more popular one. Um, and they're both fine. It's something a bit more advanced. We personally use something called Drip. Drip is like, um, like Infusionsoft, but m- much more cost effective, much simpler. It's more modern. Infusionsoft's about 10 years old and it, it, it shows. Yeah. Um, so for simple Aweber, great. If you want something a bit more complex, Drip is good. Fantastic. Uh, so that's a good place to start. So we've almost given you a, uh, a starting point for email marketing in terms of a mm-hmm. software or tool to use, something in between that we use, and then something way more advanced, which look, you may be in a place of using as well. So that's just uh, some options there mm-hmm. for you. Perfect. So that's email marketing in a, in a, uh, a snapshot and a nutshell. Um, of course, again, we could talk about this topic for days, but a, snap, a snapshot in a nutshell. It's a, that was got a it. in a nutshell, which was in, I mean, it's a perfect delivery. The next thing in I want to speak in an enigma. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> and the next thing is another place to, co- to create, to host, to uh, have a tribe be a part of. And that place is a forum. Now, a forum is another classic internet uh, place on where a tribe lives. They often live on websites as typically. Uh, you know, you could have your homepage and then the forum would live as part of that website. That's typically how they work. There are websites as well, which operate completely as a forum. Some of them are like super forums as well. So what's our thoughts? Uh, what's your thoughts? And I'll maybe add a few items as well on forums as a place to create, to build a tribe. Sure. So as you just mentioned, forums are pretty old school. I think some of the first web pages were actually mm. forums. There were ways for researchers who were building the internet. They would leave messages for each other about building the internet. Um, so that's <laughs> exactly how the internet started was forums, which is uh, not very interesting and not very relevant. So I will move on. <laughs> but so forums have been around um, a long time since yep. the beginning of the internet. We now have things like Reddit, which is kind of like a forum on steroids. I'm sure Redditors will Tell me it's not like a forum, but more or less. It's a message board. It's a place where I can post a message and people can respond to that particular post. Discussions start, um, and that's how a community can form on a yeah. forum. Unlike newsletters, which we just talked about, um, a forum allows for interaction between members. So uh, an email newsletter is me talking to you. That's it. Um, a forum allows me to post something and you can all comment on it, or um, other people in my community post and then other people and then talk amongst themselves about what it is they've posted. Um, so you have a lot more community than you do with a broadcast email. Yeah. Um, so, 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 commu- so what we're saying is community increases. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way for people to uh, interact increases because the advantage of a forum compared to email is they can now conversate with you. So you, so you can start a subject matter, which typically is how a forum works. Starts with a subject matter, a topic, something very niche. So say if you're a business yeah. coach, which we discussed today, it could be uh, uh, best HR practices. Now that would become a thread, which is what they typically refer to, a topic of discussion 
within the bigger discussion or the bigger niche, which is business coach. I'm a business coach. Uh, mm. One of the areas that people can talk about is uh, HR cases or something like that. Uh, and then you can get even neats, even more uh, granular and talk about uh, different kind of case, cases within HR challenges. So that's the kind of way it would be structured. But the advantage is people can now respond because most email newsletters don't really work functionally for with a reply mechanism. Some do, but most are saying, here's a newsletter. I want you to read this and, and love this, but I don't really want to speak to you in response. So you can't really reply to this newsletter. Whereas a form opens the door sure. to a response. And if you do respond to an email, not everybody in the email list receives that, thankfully. So that would be ah. an absolute nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. But um, a form allows for that conversation to be had um, in a public space, literally a forum, which is, I mean, that's Latin for public space. Um, that's where it's full of um, so a conversation yeah. will happen. <laughs> yeah, really useful. <laughs> um, this is... Um, so the, one great thing about forums is they can become like a resource mm. uh, because a lot of people who are interested in the niche, interested in the topic, will be discussing it. Um, and the forum therefore becomes almost like a fossil, a fossil record of here's the comment, um, here's the, what we're talking about. And then here is the discussion underneath. And that's quite interesting. Um, one problem with that is because it is so permanent. Um, and forum posts do live for a very long time. People are a bit more careful um, about uh, responding to a forum, to replying in a forum. You tend to have one or two people dominating, um, yeah. people who are really like their own opinions, which is fine. I mean, that is what it is. Um, Two extremes. Yeah, but because there's something quite final about posting to a forum, everyone's a bit more cautious. Um, or, or we like domineering. Hope, we like to hope they are a bit more cautious. Um, yeah, but, but but this slows down the communication. Um, yes, that's a disadvantage. More alternatives. So with some of the modern alternatives we're going to be talking about, um, the speed of conversation is a lot faster. There's a lot more activity, a lot more excitement. Um, whereas in a forum, everything tends to be a bit more. Well, yes, not always, but a bit more a bit more thought out um, because of that permanence. Obviously, some people are still idiots on forums, um, but you can be, there, there's always going to be a record of your idiocy. Yeah, there, there's forum. idiots, there's idiots everywhere. Uh, I think in, yeah, yeah. in, 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 doesn't matter what forum, um, that you operate in, uh, there's always going to be two kind of extremes of people, but they're very, very useful. And the other, men, other thing in regards to slowing down communication is the fact that, look, if, if you respond, um, you just don't know when others are going to have that dialogue with you. Whereas, on a, uh, yeah, it, forum discussions tend to happen over weeks. Um, yeah. Because somebody, you, you post something and then somebody's going to respond the next day, then you post the next day. It's more like trading letters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's just quite old school. Um, and if you want mm. to create a buzz and a lot of excitement in your community, forums are a bit slow for that. Yeah. Uh, something romantic about that idea, but um, it's a suggestion. Uh, it'd be great. I mean, again, if you you hang out with me and Carl and chat to us in the Slack group, we will encourage you to have your own form, you know, host mm -hmm. your own form at some point in the future. That would be our preferred mechanism rather than uh, go spend time in somebody else's form. Go host yours, right. go build your own form. That would be the, the place to be and the, the item to build. Um, again, that's... Do. You do. When you have a website, that's relatively easy to do is to 
to add a forum onto it. Mm. Um, especially if you build your website in WordPress, which we're not going to talk about now, but it's something that can be easily done as part of a membership site. Yeah, absolutely. And that's somewhere where you may want to take this expert product later down the line. Again, membership sites for a different week all together. So that's forum. So, um, what, what we're covering next is something which is almost a similar, but a polar opposite, if that makes sense from a forum, which is, uh, the idea that we can now chat instantly, uh, via some of these messenger apps. And again, this has been around for a long time now. I remember when I was at school, the first one I used, uh, school now 15, 20 years ago, which was MSN messenger. So that was the, f- mm-hmm. my first ever interaction with a chat app. So all my, me and my friends, uh, will come back, school's over, but we're obviously going to continue talking because chatting to your mom and dad is boring. And we're on MSN Messenger having these conversations. So that was my first interaction with a chat app. And it was great, but there are there were some disadvantages with it as well. Um, now, those chat apps have evolved to live here, to live basically in any kind of platform that exists. Those are like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp. Um, Instagram now has its own chat mechanisms internally. YouTube has a kind of chat mechanism. I'm not sure people really use it. And mm-hmm. then there's some more nuanced ones, but we're going to talk about that later. But in terms of messaging apps, they're probably the most popular. Any more that you can think of? Certainly in our region. Um, and it's ch- only the Chinese ones, but um, WhatsApp is the big, the big yeah. player here. Yeah. So let's fo- let's focus on WhatsApp now. Mm-hmm. Um, this, so again, let's tie this back to building a tribe. Yeah. What we're talking about here is having a place for people to communicate. So. Talk about, yes, getting them on an email newsletter. Yes, potentially getting them into a forum. What some people are doing nowadays is getting people into um, a piece of chat software. Um, so what would be the most uh, person, uh, most well-known example? So it would be basically saying, hey, come and join my WhatsApp group where we'll be talking about this and that, um, talking about my expertise. There's lots of WhatsApp groups popping up right now, um, like local support groups. I don't yeah. know. Are you in one in your neighbor? I, neighborhood? I'm not. I'm not a very good neighborly community person. I have to hold my hands up for that. I'm very bad at that. I, I mean, I can go live okay. in a place and just be a ghost there. Um, so, yeah, I think most people are like you, but because of the current coronavirus um, difficulties, there have popped up all over the place uh, uh, super local, hyper local WhatsApp groups of people to support each other. Mm, um, mm. So I'm in I'm in one for my street and it's very cute. Um, That's amazing. We don't have we don't have many people who have had or who need help. So there's about fifty extremely well meaning people who want to help so much and there's nobody to help. Yeah, yeah. That's so, amazing. So I feel sorry for the first person who's like, oh, I'm quite sick. I need some help because they're going to get swarmed. <laughs> Um, but this is an example of a, a community, a tribe. But, who, but whose group? So I'm just going to add, but I am in a couple of WhatsApp groups which are led by an expert. So mm-hmm. industry-specific WhatsApp groups I'm actually a part of. So, uh, so how, do, how, how do they work? How many people are in those groups? So my big question. So some of them, I mean, I mean they're, they're small in the context of a thousand true fans, but they're large in the context of the people in this group are very much in this group. Um, you know, they they are all interacting or watching or reading comments. So I'm in a couple. The, the smallest is probably about 25 people. The largest is probably around 200 people, uh, and that's an industry specific one. Uh, and it originally started not so much around an expert individual, 
but instead mm. offer an idea around that particular niche and topic. So going back to the tribe concept, people are flocking or talking via a WhatsApp messenger group around an idea. Uh, and then within that naturally pops up some experts um, that that's going to happen over time. And, and somebody would have set up that group or a group, a smaller group would have set up. Um, Correct. So it was instigated by someone. Now they were intelligent at the time to say, I'm going to be the host of this party. I'm going to be the, the expert or the, the person who leads this tribe. Certainly in the organization point of view, um, with the look to be an expert in the future, that may be, that may have been on their radar. Yes, which is very smart. And if you were to said to the group like that, that's how we would recommend you do it. You are the host of the party. You are the person inviting everybody into, we'll use WhatsApp groups now, but there are other platforms. Um, uh, because you're hosting the party, you're automatically one of the experts. You're one of the, um, the leaders of this particular group, irrespective of everyone else in the group. So everyone else is there having expert discussions just by being the host of the party that puts you into a, a really strong position. If you're also the expert, um, then it's a very powerful tool mm. to, to run that kind of community. Absolutely. So, so one of the big advantages of a WhatsApp group compared to what we spoke about so far is the ability to speak, uh, speak to people. Maybe you can give me a counter argument on this. The ability to speak to people is instant. It's like you can mm -hmm. have a conversation instantly. Um, and you can support and serve your tribe very quickly. Somebody responds, you can send a message. Uh, you send a message, somebody's going to reply back to you. Uh, or certainly there's a great indicator that people have read it. So there's a nice uh, a response mechanism there as well. Which is why many businesses are moving away from email towards things like uh, chat and messaging apps. It's also why Facebook purchases WhatsApp. Um, they're not doing anything with it yet, uh, but I wouldn't be that surprised if we start to see sponsored messages. Um, yeah. Because Unlike emails, like think when you get a text message, do you read it? Uh, so I, like, I would read a text message. Yes. You read a text message. So if a business reads your text message, you kind of you read it almost by accident, even if you don't want to, because it's there, it's on your yeah, screen. Yeah. You've got the notification. We read our messages. We read chat messages. Um, whereas with email, we do not. That's hidden away in the inbox. And because mm -hmm. of that, a lot of businesses are moving towards, um, marketing via messaging just because it has more attention. So, yeah. so I got distracted there, but th this is why, um, chat, chat and messaging apps are more, um, you have higher levels of engagement, higher levels of actually reading the messages than you would with email. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, one of, one of the disadvantages is, uh, is with that speed also comes a disadvantage, which is if you take a forum post, it's there. It lives there. It's going to have a, a life. Somebody's curated that response. Whereas a chat app is almost instant. It's, it's replying from the automatic part of our mind. It's like, yep, this is, this is this, this is this. So it becomes, sometimes the responses become less important, uh, less significant. Uh, and also it can lead to less serious discussions. So one of the challenges we have in the Slack, Slack groups is whether or not it's industry specific is, is it goes off on a tangent where everybody's just trying to be the funniest person in the group um, through lots of different mechanisms, and that can happen. Um, so that's just one of the things to be aware of with your WhatsApp group, because yes. it doesn't have a great mechanism of managing the group. Um, True. And part of that is, yes, uh, the ability to instantaneously drop a message. Like 
on a form, for example, if somebody said something funny, you probably wouldn't bother to type lol and mm. send that as like a message. You wouldn't, you wouldn't indicate that you found that funny. Whereas on a messaging app, even though there's 200 people in there, you might type lol or do a smiley face. Like a, like a million That's emojis, such, yeah. Which is such a small interaction. Um, but on a messaging app, that is considered fine. Whereas if you were to do that on a forum or something a bit slower, it would be a waste of space. Um, yeah. So the speed thing as well means that discussions do disappear very quickly. Plus, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And this is the main problem with WhatsApp in particular, is that you are all in one channel. Um, and let's say somebody starts an interesting discussion about small business taxation. And you actually want to know about that. Then somebody else posts a picture you know, of a cat playing piano and everything goes off on that tangent. And everybody's talking about the cat playing piano. Um, instead of about the thing you actually wanted to know about, which is the taxation for small businesses. It's very easy to get derailed by the sheer volume um, or for the valuable stuff to get hidden underneath the sheer volume. Agree. So what's the what's a, a application then? So we started the discussion of uh, WhatsApp, which is okay. Um, via, mm -hmm. and, and we're really talking about the concept of a chat app. So WhatsApp's an example of one mechanism uh, but we're talking about now conversating through chat medium. Uh, we email, we spoke about forum, but now we're talking about back to back, uh, back and forth chat via the keyboard. Sometimes it can be voice note. What's what's uh, what's a what's a place that we recommend um, in terms sure. of a chat? Well, not only recommend, we don't only recommend it, but we use it. We use something called Slack, mm. um, which you may or may not have heard of. It is. The messaging app, which was, is still primarily used by businesses, uh, tech startups, younger companies who need instantaneous communication, uh, via messaging because email is not really used in companies or for, uh, intra-company communication anymore. It's all done via, uh, messaging. So mm -hmm. Slack is a tool that was built specifically for businesses, but it's accessible by anybody and anybody can set up a Slack channel. And the main advantage, it has lots of advantages, but the main advantage is that when you have a Slack channel, you can set up different rooms, um, channels within it. Uh, so you can have one just random chat. You can have another which is about taxation. You can have one that's about business law, for example. This is if you're a business consultant. You can have another which is um, training, another one which is HR. So you could have different topics within your one Slack uh, space, workspace, yeah. which is very different to WhatsApp. Um, WhatsApp is all in one place and it's utter chaos. Slack allows you to segment off the different chats. So if people want to have a serious chat about small business taxation, they can do that in the taxation room um, and not get distracted by the rest of the stuff going on. Absolutely. Um, so if you don't know about Slack yet, shame on you because we've been talking about joining our <laughs> Slack group for now three weeks solid every single day four times uh four times every single show so so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and to get an idea of slack come and join ours um essentially there's a group yeah. ubo show when you get in that group you'll start to see some channels forming we haven't created all of them yet because we're waiting for the channels of interest so yesterday or two days ago somebody asked me about uh what's the best e-commerce training uh, to start uh, to start looking at. So we set up okay, a jump in the Slack group. 
we create a channel specifically for that topic because he's not going to be the only one uh, or he or she, he in this circumstance, not going to be the only one having that question. So we open up the channel, he asked the question. So Carl actually gave his thoughts, I gave my thoughts, and now he's got a plan of action in order to start his e-commerce creation journey. And this person's a UK-based, this amazing person's based in Australia. So he's identified mm. a market there, he's identified an opportunity. So we've helped him along with some guidance on what's the best path or process to get going in order to achieve that goal. So that's the purpose. Now that discussion happened in the channel, online business training for memory. Now that discussion didn't happen in random chat. It didn't happen in, um, it didn't happen in the BBO show chat. It didn't happen in, uh, what's harming, what's harms and Carl's up to this weekend chat. Nothing like that. It's very focused and it also is difficult to import pictures and memes and gifs of cats and things like that, although it is possible, but it's a very, well, that, so that's actually up to us as admins. So yes. the main, the main benefit of Slack is you can segment the chats into different views. That's great. But you also have a lot more control over who can post what, um, how much they can post. You, you have access to all of these tools if you need them. So you can turn off uh, gifs. You can turn off images if you want. Um, Absolutely. There's a lot more power. Whereas WhatsApp, you don't get any of that power. No, nothing at all. Correct. Apart from the fact that you can kick people out of the group or add them in. That's that's like a, a luxury yeah. power in WhatsApp. Uh, people love that. So let me just quickly mm -hmm. summarize which messaging app to use. Okay, now we spoke about two really. WhatsApp, um, there are a few more, but let's just keep it simple. WhatsApp or, or similar. Um, the advantage is very much what we spoke about. It's quick. Uh, it's one large group discussion. It's, it's a very familiar tool. So this is a big advantage. Mm -hmm. Most people are using WhatsApp. So it's very quick. It's very easy for somebody to adopt that and join your WhatsApp group. Now, uh, just, just come to mind, you may want to take them from your WhatsApp group to your Slack group. If, you know, that's one of the options. It's, it may be easier to get them into WhatsApp group first than Slack, uh, because Slack yeah. is another, another beast altogether. So now that's WhatsApp. The disadvantages we spoke about. Now, Slack, for example, is more of a professional tool where I think of this as the next level to, to a forum. It's professional, large companies use it, entrepreneurs use it, startups use it, and it and allows you the ability to manage focused discussions within specific topics. Very, very powerful. Now, it does oh, take well, a... It, importantly, it is free. Um, we didn't mm. mention this, but it's free to use. It's, yeah, it's free to use. So, so that's an advantage as well. So uh, the disadvantages, it probably comes with a learning curve. And most people when approaching something new is there's naturally a bit of resistance, i.e. this is, a, what is this? What is this thing? What is this thing? Mm -hmm. But I believe Slack will soon be so large, especially given the current climate, that it's going to grow in reputation. Very similar, similar to how Zoom did. Zoom was like, what is Zoom? Now, even my mum and dad joined me on a Zoom call the other day. So it's going to go through that phase of adoption. So it's potentially an, an opportune time for a company like Slack and similar. So that's, uh, I guess, to, you want to create a chat environment where you have some organization, you have some calm amongst the chaos of conversating because it's okay to chat to 10 people, but when you've got a thousand true fans in your tribe, it's going to get very, very uh, busy very quickly. So something like Slack very much helps. Um, the best way to learn it, how to use it and create it for yourself, just come and join us. The link is in the description below. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. Um, 
can you lead the, the next one? I've, I've got it on a rampage there. Sure. So we've just talked about messaging apps, which are a fantastic way to build your tribe. It's not the actual me- uh, method that we're recommending as our top method. Mm. The top method is using a Facebook group. Now, often you can combine this with a Slack group, um, the Slack chat. So I'll get back to that in a moment. But Facebook group is, for the majority of you out there building expert businesses, going to be the number one method. Um, why is that? So yesterday we talked about um, Facebook as the best general way to get out to a large audience because it just has the most people on it. It has 1.2 or 1.3 billion users. It's just a very wide, accessible platform. This means that uh, it's very easy to get people into your group. There's a lot less friction. Whereas if we're saying, hey, go and download Slack and then you can join us in the group, we understand there's a lot more friction there. But we think the benefits personally for our personal group are, um, are enough to warrant sending people to Slack. However, for the majority of your businesses out there, just getting people into a Facebook group is going to be a lot easier and it's going to do the job that you need to do. Um, Facebook groups now, have amazing functionality. They've been adding lots of cool new stuff. The uh, two that I want to highlight now is the ability to go live straight into a group. So if you're already doing live video um, as part of your audience work, you can also do live video into groups, which is really powerful because you can start to do different content, uh, live content for the people who have opted into that group, um, which we are going to talk about very shortly. But that's, a, that's an amazingly powerful Tool. Yeah, incredibly powerful. It's like it's like live broadcasting to a a specific targeted audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's incredible. And unlike your Facebook page, your Facebook personal profile, very often um, the the way it currently works at the time of filming is your group members will get a notification that you're gone live, and that notification appears, bang, right on this phone screen and that is extremely powerful that is now allowed you to cut through all of the noise that is out there online and get straight to somebody's screen and they tell them you're live and if people are just hanging out maybe they're just you know sitting taking a moment having a coffee their instinct and i do this as well so i know it's got to be true for somebody else is they'll click the live and come check out what you're talking about especially if they already are aware they know about the idea they know about the group they know what the group concept is uh, it's a very powerful, powerful mechanism. So that's that's a that's a big win. Now uh, there's another thing called social learning units. So we spoke about mm-hmm. live being incredible, incredibly powerful. Number two is the fact that somebody get notified. Now there's another thing called social learning units, which is quite new, but it's an incredible tool as well. Yeah, I think it's less than a year old. Um, so normally in a Facebook group, um, you post things, and as time goes. By that post will slowly um, descend down the page as new stuff is posted. Generally, whatever's newest or whatever's most active will be at the top of the page. That'll be the focus of the page. Social learning units, however, allow you to make a more structured learning environment, which is particularly useful if you are an expert. You can put in um, you can put in actual curriculum material. Um, so let's say I'm bringing people in based on education. I'm bringing people in based on my expertise. And I'm able to put them into a group where there is a structured course um, of, let's say, five videos that they can go through. This is a really, really cool tool. And I've seen very few people using it on Facebook. Um, so there's a good opportunity to use it at the moment. 
Yeah, that's great. And what we've done ourselves, to give you some an example, uh, apologies if I'm looking down, I'm just shifting some of our notes around. Mm. Um, to give you to give you an example is we actually ran, uh, once we, look, we're an expert within our niche industry within certain communities as well. So what we did is we set up a training program teaching a specific niche, um, and it was actually property investors, mm. how to actually grow their brand, how to improve their property results, uh, leveraging online tools. Uh, amazing, amazing 12-week program. Now, that 12-week program, we actually ran as a product, to give you some an idea of how powerful this is, within that Facebook group and created social learning units and put the daily lessons, live video lessons within the social learning units. Incredibly mm -hmm. powerful. Organized, a great place to uh, create a course. What it meant is, we didn't have to go create a website, host a course on a, a learning portal, give people usernames and passwords. It cuts all of that friction out. Now, there's pros and cons for that, don't get me wrong, but it was a great way for them to stay familiar with the platform they use and actually dive into it. Now, there's another part uh, we didn't mention in the notes, actually, which is um, the management of the group. Facebook has an incredible uh, panel and ability to allow you to actually manage the group in the sense that you your admin powers are amazing the amount of detail you get mm. as part of the admin is also incredible whereas a whatsapp group you can either kick somebody out or allow them to join uh, the features within a facebook group are very much you can turn people's post approval on you can silence people within the group this is individual people isn't it individual people yeah if so, you know so somebody's a troublemaker you can say I think you stay in the group, but Facebook, please notify me when they post, and I want to get manual approval of that. Yes, um, it's such a level of control um, that you don't see in the other. Correct. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, there's other elements like that uh, you can set up rules. So here's the rules of the group. Uh, if somebody doesn't break, if somebody breaks a rule, another member can flag that person up and say which rule they broke, and then you can automatically click a button which sends them a message and says, you broke this rule. Hey man, what, what's going on? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then you can then think about a process of post approval and things like that. So what's the power of this? It's not so much that you have lots of control. What do you do? It's actually that you can keep your tribe safe from anything which deviates from the idea, the concept, and the fact that they gave you permission to share your message with them yeah. rather than get bombarded by lots of different things they just did not subscribe to. They just did not sign up for these things, yet they're receiving all of, all of this crazy, crazy information. So that's the power of it. Incredibly, incredibly, incredibly powerful and useful. So um, that's a Facebook group. So we've covered, we've covered a few items. Yeah. Now, I guess the last... Very quickly, coming back to the, the idea of a tribe, um, that's what we're trying to create. We're trying to create a safe space for people to communicate with us, for us to communicate with them, and for them to communicate amongst each other. Facebook groups has basically evolved over the years to become the perfect place to do this. Um, the fact that everybody's already on Facebook, that's great. That's a, a bonus which allows us to get people in there quickly. But Facebook have, you know, how long they've been around, almost 10 years, 10 years, they've been evolving the groups over this time. And even if you have been in a Facebook group before, maybe a few years ago, if you go into one nowadays, it's like, oh, wow, this is very different. Um, because of the tools, because of the powerful um, moderation abilities they give you. Um, so if you are listening to this and thinking, Facebook groups, aren't they? Spammy nonsense. Not anymore. 
if they can be really easily controlled. Yeah. And some maybe, but just don't join those mm. groups. Don't yeah. allow your group to be that. That's no. a, a great example of, hey, actually, I don't want my group to look like that or be like that or feel like that. I'm going to create a completely different environment. And Facebook's now giving you the tools to do that, which is incredible. So um, the the next question, the summary question as such is, what do we recommend or suggest people use? So we've given you the idea of, um, let me scroll through the notes here, covered tribe, covered email newsletter as a mechanism, which covered form as a mechanism, uh, chat and messaging apps as a mechanism. Specifically, we spoke about WhatsApp and Slack. And then finally, we've discussed a Facebook group as another mechanism to host your tribe, to form your tribe, to get people uh, to a location in which they can interact with you as part of a tribe rather than be the wider audience rather than here it's, it's all about these people here how do we take care of them how do we look after them um, and how do we get them our message across to them to at some point gain the trust and the permission to then present them with the offer it's a we're talking about creating a business here mm-hmm. for your information expert product that's the key so i guess honing back on the question carl is what to use there's two very boring answers here one is it depends um and the second is you should use all of them However, neither of those answers are very useful. So I'm going to you know, put a stake down and say Facebook groups is going to be, for the majority of people out there, it's going to be the best place to build up a, um, a safe space for you and your tribe. Or messaging using Slack, if you want that kind of level of intimacy, the ability to chat with people really quickly. Um, you could use both of them as well. Um, but those, one of those two is going to be the way forward, Facebook group or Slack. Um, yeah, and I, th- I guess it also depends on, you'll know your audience better than we will. If you're unsure which is the right group for your audience, come and ask us in our Slack group. Um, come and ask us in our Slack group why we decided to choose Slack. Um, because there's because me and Kyle have experimented over the years with many different groups, um, uh, different mediums, and even things that we haven't spoken about today. So I would say, come and have a chat to us and say, why did you choose Slack or not a Facebook group? Because we, we've got both, we use both. Um, I, I think I personally like Slack, um, but it will depend on your audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is the basic answer. It's Facebook group or Slack and come and have a discussion with us about it. Um, how to set up a group, a Facebook group, that is more of a technical, um, a technical question. We have previously recorded videos on it. It is only a few clicks away. Once you have a Facebook page, there's a few buttons you can press on Facebook, which allow you to set up a group. Um, and then it's more a matter of how you get a nice image at the top, um, putting in a nice description, profile photos, so more creative, uh, creative tasks. The actual technical setting up of it is, I think, about two clicks of a mouse. We have recorded other videos on that, though, so we're not going to go into that today. Yeah, you'll find that in this channel. Um, so explore this channel if you're watching it on YouTube specifically. Uh, our Facebook page also has it on the Facebook facebook page as well as one of the videos mm-hmm. um, just have a little search for that and you'll definitely 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 find it it may be something we cover f- in a future uh, series but it is one of those technical items um, you can always in the simple context is just google how to set up a facebook group you'll get some nice instructions from the facebook health help center themselves um, so that's one way to do it as well um, now uh, we are <laughs> we are at the one hour, 20 minute mark. And we had, a, we've got actually a whole bunch more to share with you. But Carl, if it works for you, I think we should, we should move 
these two core questions to tomorrow, which is mm-hmm. what do we do um, when people get into the group? That's one question. And probably the question that comes before that is how do we get people into the group? So yes. two very, very powerful questions, which again, there's loads of different ways to do this. But what we'll do is tomorrow, if that's okay with you, Kyle. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, otherwise we'll, we will starve. You know, we, we lunch is often straight after this. Um, tomorrow we'll, we'll answer those questions in detail, um, which leaves us with today some to dos. Uh, which mm. actually, if you do it on time, you can hopefully get this done before tomorrow and then follow along as if you're building this literally live uh, as we're sharing it with you guys. So, some to dos now off the back of what you've learned today is number one is essentially get the infrastructure in place. Everything we've spoken about is an application, a piece of software, and you can almost call them different mechanisms, different pieces of infrastructure. So get those in place and you're not building them from scratch. What we're saying is go and select which one you would like and start to make it look the way, feel the way you want. Um, That's the key here. Get it set up. That's the most important thing. So Uh, this is going to be your Facebook group. Get that set up. Uh, mm. using the videos we just talked about or um, set up a Slack channel. And if you're confused about Slack, join our Slack channel and then we'll guide you through that as well. Yeah. And if you're really curious and say, actually, Harms Carl, I want to see your video on how you set up a Facebook group because we talk about the technical and also the branding of it. And let me know in Slack if you are genuinely interested in that and I will dig up the link. I will do the search on your behalf. Um, and then once you've identified which infrastructure you want, then go ahead and set it up. That's the key. So identify which one process maybe follow along and say okay these are the pros and cons um, and then go ahead and set it up it's either a facebook group or a slack channel for most people uh, it's going to be a facebook group to start with so that's the key um amazing 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 again we've got probably another hours on this topic to share with you so we're going to move it to tomorrow it was planned for today but we'll move those two core questions to tomorrow and wrap everything up tomorrow now remember let me find it on the notes. The focus is today and tomorrow on uh, leveraging and building that tribe around your expert business. Monday was focusing on what the business economic model is. Tuesday was some tools and techniques on how to start attracting an audience to that idea and concept and you as an expert. And today we focused on what a tribe is, you know, why it's powerful, how much potential revenue you can generate from it. And now we spoke about three or four different methods or infrastructures you can use to actually host your tribe. Where will they live and how, what place best to interact with them? That's been the focus of today. And and it's such an important topic that we are going to finish it off tomorrow. We're going to finish off tomorrow because we don't want, we don't want to, we don't want to speed through or skip these items because uh, it's a, it can be a math topic and we don't want to, um, you know, short change some of the core components on making this mechanism work. So, okay, final note number one: remember to subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, subscribe, follow. If you're watching us on Twitch, make sure you follow us there so you get notified. Number one, when we go live every day, and so you don't miss a show. That's important. Number two is come join us in the Slack group. Um, come talk to us about your online business, your desires, your goals, and how myself and Carl can help. We're there for you, especially whilst it's such a new, fresh group. Number three is, don't forget, we've got a big list 
of over 200 different ways to generate income whilst working from home during lockdown, coronavirus, COVID-19, which you can make cash from now, but also going into the future if you get really good at some of those items. That big list is we discussed in week two of this show. You'll find it in episodes five, six, seven, eight around that region. So go check that out as well. If you're strapped for cash right now and you're trying to think creative, that is the go-to list right now. I don't think there's anything like that online that we searched. That's why we've compiled it and put it together. So those are three things to get you going. Um, that's myself and Carl signing off for today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks, guys.